Across Bath, Bradford on Avon and Trowbridge, this is Radio Bath. So welcome along, it's Richard Burveson here until midday today. And on a story to tell today, we've got a live lounge. The lovely Vince Bell is here. Not the Vince Bell from Eurasia, but the Vince Bell from... Where are you, Vince? Good morning, by the way. I'm I'm actually the the Vince Bell from uh, Devizes in Wiltshire. Incidentally, there is another Vince Bell who's a famous American singer-songwriter. So sometimes I get picked up with him. That's a really wrong, the sort of like really savvy music, folk music. Those are the ones that people kind of have to delve deep to know yeah, that person. But, but this uh, person exists, yeah. So, yeah, on the English version from Devices in Wiltshire. Fabulous job. And, uh, yeah, what type of music do you do then, Vince? Well, that, that's always that's always a, a difficult question, really, because <laughs> it's a difficult one to cliche. I, I, you know, you could say a bit of folk, I like a bit of folk, but it's 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 got its own sort of um, eclectic mix on it so predominantly folk is a big influence but then i guess if you strip everything back far enough everything's folk music um but yeah i mean I, in terms of taste i guess everything from mozart to metallica really wow that's a and i don't eliminate much in between there might be a couple of things I'm, I'm not massively fond of but i'll give everything a go and good music's good music at the end of the day um but what really influences a guitar playing is i guess anything that influences me to play is anything that you can strip down and sounds good okay. when you strip it down. You know, I mean, we've all heard songs we think, God, when you strip that down, that's amazing, isn't it? You know, um, so yeah, sort of taste really. I mean, if you get to the slightly more obscure, we're going into the levels of people like Martin Joseph that you may or may not have heard of. He's a big, big sort of feature on the folk scene. People like John Martin, Richard Thompson, and then you get the band levels like... Springsteen and stuff like that. Those sort of influences are in there as well. Um, yeah, David Gray, John Smith's another one. He's not massively known, but he's sensationally good. Um, so those are the people that inspire me, if you like. But I'm going to sort of uh, plug a bit one without sort of oh, blowing, blowing the smoke too far. I think the people that inspire you the most are the ones you get to play with on a regular basis. So when you get into music, you get a little bit more into playing live, if you like. You get to meet people. Those are the ones that influence you. Those are the ones that encourage you. And if they write their own stuff as well, you you get to you get to know those songs intimately because that's when you have the opportunity to find out what they're about and they tell you and explain them to you. So I think your biggest inspiration is is probably the people that become your friends. Really. So who have you been? Um, who have you been playing with then? So at a local level, um, you've got people like Jamie Hawkins. Uh, I don't. You, I don't know if you've heard of Jamie. I mean, there's obviously Sorrel. Sorrel um, mm. plays a little bit on her own. She doesn't do much live, um, uh, but she does play, and she's always good. Uh, you've got other people like Tamsin Quinn, Phil Cooper, The Lost Trades. I've got to support with them. Uh, yeah, it could go on, really. Quite yeah. a few. And have you played at the Pump in Trowbridge yet? Because it's yes. very folky. Yeah, so we um, the, the there's a trio I've just mentioned, Phil Cooper, Tamsin Quinn, and Jamie, they were kind enough to have me along when they did their first ever gig. Uh, they've moved on a little bit now, but I still get the chance to play along with them. So, yeah, that was my first um, experience of the pump in Trowbridge. So, yeah, what a great little venue. It is. I interviewed Kieran uh, the other week. I, I know Kieran outside of uh, outside of doing the radio show. And, uh, yeah, he was so enthusiastic about the place. Um, and it's brilliant to have that sort of venue in a local place in Trowbridge for artists like yourself to perform in. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good place. Yeah, and Kieran's always there to put his little bit of magic on it as well. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get 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 back out there a little bit, really, and, and get over there again, because I, I do enjoy the venue. It's a good venue. 
Yeah, amazing. Now, how did you start off in music then? Have you been playing the guitar long? Well, I suppose it depends on what you say by long. I mean, I bought a guitar when I was about 18, 19. I tinkered with it, put it down, then sort of like got stuck into it in my early 20s and then put it down again for another 10 years and then just messed about with it and never really did much. Wrote a few songs, didn't really hit the ground running with it. Um, and then I guess getting, I literally got into my 40s and when um, I met the partner I'm with now, Lisa, and when she came around one day, I played the guitar and I was getting back into it a little bit and I played it. And she's quite experienced with sort of uh, performing in that. And she just said to me, she said, what are you doing? Why aren't you playing guitar, you know? And so, but I wasn't used to playing in front of people. I had virtually no experience. So one day we had a, a friends of ours were running an open mic over at a place called Luggershaw. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I can't think, Rose and Crane, I can't remember which pub it is. But anyway, we're over there. And uh, she said, I'll tell you what, we'll drive over there. Put the guitar in the boot car, leave it in there, go in, listen to a couple of people, and then see what you think. If it's overwhelming and you're not ready, the guitar stays in the boot of the car. If you think that's okay, see what happens. Went in, listened to a couple of acts, of, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'll be all right. You can do this. Yeah, you can I, do I've, this. I've said this uh, story a couple of times before, is that I, you know, I play guitar as well, and I went and watched Crowded House, and they were that good that I didn't pick up my guitar for two years. Yeah. I then watched another band who weren't quite so good. And I thought, actually, I can do this. So <laughs> so how was it when you went into that open mic? How did you feel that first time? Well, I don't know, really, because you sort of, I suppose you're nervous in a way. You do get nervous. When you start playing, you get nervous. Yeah. You get nervous. And nerves are a, a, a major thing certainly earlier on if you like and they're, they're awful i mean predominantly i do a lot of finger picking and it's the worst thing because it's one thing if you're nervous when you're singing it's another thing if you're finger picking and your hands start shaking yeah you know um and people say how do you get how do you get around nerves and i said well i don't know one tip i could give you is just keep going yeah just accept you're going to make mistakes You'll always make mistakes. They're part and parcel of it. The more you play, the less mistakes you make. Of course, the less you play, you're going to make mistakes. You know, there might be mistakes that get noticed. They may not get noticed. Um, but you just got to keep going, and, and, and that's it, really. And uh, one of the things I did find, if you've got a gig, is um, and you, you're struggling with nerves, is don't give yourself too much time to think about it. Because it used to be always used to be a habit, and you're probably going to smile today because I turned up late, but it always used to be a <laughs> habit to turn up too early yeah and be sat around set up do your sound check wandering about and all that and that'd be the worst thing so if you can turn up at the last minute and just hit the ground running and just don't give yourself any time to think because okay. he's, he's thinking it gets you nervous well it's interesting yeah. I, I do a lot of training for teachers because i'm yeah. a teacher trainer normally for dancing yeah and one thing I found fascinating is that everybody is different. So for yourself, you've looked at that and gone, I need to get there on time and yeah. go for it. Whereas other people would want that requirement of being there really, really early. So I suppose, again, everybody's very, very different. For yourself, it's that getting there, as you've done today, we've turned up and we're going to go for it. And obviously that feels good for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't get as nervous as I used to. And then sometimes a lot of gigs you turn on and you're not nervous at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, you just probably got enough, just enough, just to give you that little adrenaline lift. You don't get the racing heart anymore and that no. sort of thing. So uh, I remember listening to um, to Liam Gallagher back in his pomp, back in the 90s. And somebody said to him, do you ever get nervous being up on stage in front of all those thousands of people? He went, what have I got to get nervous about? I can sing. I know the songs. 
there's nothing to be nervous about. And uh, I'm guessing with your experience now, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but I'm not Liam Gallagher. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe he's got a fair point, but uh, I don't know what his brother would have said. His brother might have said something like, yeah, well, you ain't got to play guitar as well, mate. Well, there, there is that. He just had yeah. to stand there with his hands behind his back and, uh, and pump out a few songs. Now, you mentioned earlier about songwriting as well. Um, you write your own songs, I'm mm. guessing. Yeah. And how do you do that then? What's your process? Right, so there's two ways you can look at writing songs. I think for me, a lot of songs, the first part of a song, it usually just kind of comes out of nowhere. Really. It's a consequence of just noodling or you may get a, an experience which inspires some lyrics and that sort of thing. More often than not, that'll get you a third of the way through the song. If yeah. You like, yeah. The rest of it, you've got to knuckle down and put the work in and okay. just to finish it off. So, yeah, some songs can come in 10 minutes. Some can take two years. It's just, yeah. So what inspires a song? Well, it could be anything. Mm. Absolutely anything. You know, you can write songs. What do you write songs about? What what inspire? I mean, I know some people can write songs about, like, uh, Unforsaken Love, and that seems to be the theme on everything they write, and that's what drives them. Me, I try to think of absolutely anything. You know? Whatever comes to your mind <laughs> yeah. gets written down. And do you have the scenario, because I've written a number of songs myself in the past as well, where I've, I've got a really good verse, but the chorus doesn't quite work, and then later on in life, a couple of years later, sometimes I find a really good chorus, and I kind of almost cut and paste choruses and verses and middle eights together to make one song have you had that experience much oh yeah you you get songs where you just you know songs are like um like anything really if you want to put a more sort of tangible slant on them a song is just like the bits of rubbish you can have on your toolbox where these little pieces are worth keeping you know the nice thing about songs is they don't fill your shed up or they don't fill your garage <laughs> up and you don't end up with crap everywhere but ultimately you know you can have a song that's got only a little bit of it that just isn't right, you're not ready, it's not finished. You can have 90% of it. And to me, that those are songs that are always in pieces. Yeah. And eventually you'll come up with something. And it might be to go into another song, an accompaniment for somebody else's song. But you'll dig something out and think, right, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Absolutely. And have you got any advice for if anybody did want to do singer-songwriting? Just go for it. Um, don't, you know, don't sort of, don't undermine yourself. Don't beat yourself up because you don't feel you can write lyrics that are deep enough or, or extensive enough or whatever. Just go for it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't be too clever with what you're necessarily trying to do with the instrument. Just work off just basics. Yeah. Take your time, you know. And, um, yeah, that's it. Just get out there and go for it. And when you feel you're ready, you can perform at, you can perform at the first level with singing to yourself. Then you can get your friend round, and all of a sudden you'll forget it. Then you'll get two friends round, and all of a sudden you'll forget the song you've perfected. Then it's six people, and you've forgotten the song again you've perfected. And then it's a room full of people. And eventually you get to the point where you need to be somewhere where you can play the song, but just baby steps. That's all you've got to do. And as for songwriting, well, just put your own experiences down. Amazing. Now, a friend of mine, Richard Onyet, I don't know if you know Richard or not, he's quite a folky singer as well. He was in here a while ago. He's going to be performing, I found out yesterday, at the pump for the first time uh, in a couple of weeks' time, which oh. I'm, I'm really pleased for him about. Um, we went on a, on a boys' holiday for a weekend. Uh, there was about 12 of us there, and I was so impressed by the fact that he just got his guitar out in front of all of his friends and started playing. And yeah. then he had people singing back his lyrics. Yeah. Have you had that moment where people are singing back your songs to you? And how did that feel? Brilliant. 
Yeah, I do actually. I've got a couple of songs. I have got one song that I've managed to. Uh, it was it was a good move actually. I wrote a song about my hometown, and it's got a chorus that um, you get everyone to sing along to. Okay. Yeah, and that's nice. Is that yeah. one of the ones we're hearing today or not? No, it's not one of the ones. Oh. No, no. Another time, maybe. Another time. Yeah. Another time for yeah. that. Where is your hometown? Is it Devizes? Devizes, or? Yeah, Devizes. Yeah. amazing. So Devizes, born and bred. Amazing. Essentially, yeah, yeah. And if people wanted to see you, whereabouts could they see you? Well, at the moment, it's all a bit sparse at the moment, but uh, I haven't really got any gigs lined up. I, I, I have to be honest, Richard, I don't do a lot of gigs. Okay. Um, I feel that uh, probably I'm not one of those people that wants to go out every weekend gigging. Uh, that's partly having a full-time job as mm. well. And, um, you know, uh, sort of do like to get home at the weekends now and kick my feet up a bit. But um, I'm just trying to think what we've got next. We probably haven't got anything till Christmas. So okay. got a, got a gig in, um, as I understand, we've got a gig in Devizes Christmas Eve, I think, White Bear. A nice little pub. Fabulous. Nice little quirky little pub. What yeah. a nice way to see in Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice one. It's sort of five to seven in the afternoon, so it's up in the evening, so it's absolutely perfect. Sounds lovely. No raidiness or anything, you know. Just a nice little nice little uh, warmer, really. Well, it sounds brilliant. Well, yeah. today you're going to perform four tracks for us. You're going to do three original tracks and a cover track as well, which we're going to look forward to. So we're going to have another a little break for music. When we come back, we'll be back with Vince Bell's first track on our live lounge today. Locally made, this is... Radio Bath. So we're back. It's Richard Boveson here with a live lounge today. It's Vince Bell, and he's got his first track for us. Vince, what's his first track and what it's all about? So this track is called We Come In Again, and it's all about the aspirations to trying to acquire to your better self, inspired, if you like, by the works of Carl Jung and one of his archetypes, The Shadow. I won't tell anyone more than that. You'll have to go and read Carl Jung if you want to understand that a bit better. Amazing. Here with his first track is Vince Bell. Someone better than me Takes away your pain Promises you all the things You think you need the most Dignifies your suffering And feeds you on illusions Banishes your demons To exercise your ghosts If only you could just be stronger Enough to realize They play you for the fool If only you could Just stay long now To know sometimes your dreams are best If they don't come true Watching, waiting, so we come in again, we come in again, falling, you're contemplating now, oh I, we come in again, we come in again, someone better than me. Traces all your footsteps 
Make sure they don't lead you to the place that makes you choke Keeps you in your chains To stigmatize the doubters Tell you it's okay To believe there is no hope If only we could Build another universe so we can simply start again if we could stand and you face the tempest and dance like lunatics whose sins are banished in the rain Watching, waiting, so we come in again, we come in again, falling, you're contemplating now, oh I, we come in again, we come in again. Someone better than me Helps you with your fixes Pose them all apart Just to make you start again Tell you it's okay that These things are better broken And you'll be happy, my love When everything is broken In the end If only you could Paint more pictures To hide the scars and cracks embedded in these walls If only you could Glue those hitches now That put the salt into your eyes Every time you fall Watching, waiting, so we come in again, we come in again, falling, you're contemplating now, oh I, we come in again, we come in again, watching, Waiting So we come in again We come in again We come in again We come in again
Give him a big round of applause. There's Vince Bell here on Radio Bar. Sounding absolutely amazing, Vince. Well done. How did it go for you? Oh, it's lovely, yeah. Thanks. Fabulous. We'll have a little break. Back with track two after this. This is Radio Bath. So we're back. It's Richard Boverstand on our live lounge today. We've got Vince Bell. We're ready for track two, Vince. What's this one called and what's it about? So um, I wasn't going to play this and and, uh, Lisa, my partner, said to me, it is November. You should play the last Tommy. Okay. So the last Tommy is... I think it explains itself really inspired by a gentleman who's buried not far from here who lived not far from here at Monkton Coombe Harry Patch okay uh, and it really is a sort of a memoir to the First World War and uh, I don't know about you but I felt after the hundred year anniversary things kind of tapered off a little mm. bit and there wasn't really the sort of feeling for it anymore I just felt that a year after that or two years after that I remember stopping for the two minute silence in the middle of nowhere and everyone just felt like they were just going about their life and I just thought well, we should dig this out again so the emphasis on the song is you know um, I know we get tired of it we become weary of it because there always seems to be a war going on but I think this was still reigns that it was very different it was very different I think um, probably because uh, most of us have got relatives who fought in it yeah absolutely died in it. well here track two is Vince Bell on Radio Bath of light breaks their defenses Morning breath winter chill Left alone with our pretenses No fear of fear No call to kill Alas, Tommy's finally failing His memories now history We must do our best to save them Wisdom grows in you and me children's children they must know Mm, we will remember them a sacrifice from long ago a whistle shrieks battle commences Flash of guns as time stands still 
Now flowers grow among these trenches Once scars of fear and tormented wills A million crosses stand cemented In rigid lines side by side Each drop of blood is now augmented By poppies worn with rightful pride mm, We will remember them Our children's children, they must know Sacrifice from long ago The sacrifice from long ago A hero's fate is finally chosen In no man's land he's laid to waste Etched in bronze, his name is frozen Among so many, no resting place November sun cast light so golden The eleventh hour is where we stand Sacred silence, no words are spoken The debt to freedom in England's land mm, We will remember them Our children's children, they must know them the sacrifice from long ago mm, we will remember them our children's children they must know Sacrifice from long ago That's a beautiful song there. Here on Radio Bath is Vince Bell with his original tracks. Have another little break. Back with more tracks from Vince after this. This is Radio Bath. Radio Bath. 
Cannabis. Rich Roverson here until midday today, here on a live lounge with Vince Bell. We've had two tracks so far, Vince, ready for track number three. What's this one called? So this one is uh, called Spider-Man Pyjamas, and it's inspired by um, when I was a little lad, I always wanted a pair of Spider-Man Pyjamas. Of course you did. Got. Um, back in the day, you'll probably remember back in the day, um, jumble sales were a common theme. Yeah. So I think my mum appeared home one day with some blue bottoms and a red top. That was close enough. That was as close as we were going to get. So we lived on a road with a, um, a semi-detached house and that had a prefab garage and the old coal bunker and all that. Remember the old coal bunkers and all that? So it's all getting nostalgic now. But one of the things I used to do was stand on the garage roof and I was very young and jump off onto the lawn. And if you didn't land properly, it would hurt. Even when you're little. I mean, when you're little, you made a rubber on you, basically. You are. But um, it would hurt. So my older brother said, you've got to drop and roll. You've got to drop and roll. So once I perfected the drop and roll, I would do this tirelessly until I was exhausted and used to, oh, it's snowing, great, <laughs> perfect, you know, uh, go out and and uh, you do this drop and roll and then you, you'd perfect it and that was your first sort of move, really, your first real sort of creditable mark to becoming a superhero. Fair enough. Yeah, and, and now you're going to sing all about it. And this is all the adventures of the times I had my Spider-Man pyjamas. Amazing. Here on Radio Bath is Vince Bell. I'm standing on the garage roof in my Spider-Man pyjamas That's filling up the bunker with another sack of coal Mum's tapping on the window as she's gesturing me down Pointing at the sky as it now begins to snow So I switch to jamming frequency to block all these distractions Calculate my trajectory for the perfect forward roll I close my eyes and spread my arms for a second of pure weightlessness Seconds become an hour as my imagination takes control Climbing up the highest tower, master of my superpower Like a speeding bullet against a curvature of the earth Which comes racing up at me as I smash a perfect landing Softened by the forward roll, unharmed and never hurt Leaping to my feet in a cry of victory Mum calls me in and shakes her head and tells me I'm bananas I don't really care, cos I'm shielded from the world out there And all its tribulations by my Spider-Man pyjamas Bullies loitering in the field, they're simply looking bored They're ignoring my brother and me, but we won't be disgraced So we scream and shout profanities to get the bullies fuming Running for our lives now with an escape plan in place 200 yard head start, just 50 from the gate With odds like that the outcome's not disputed Such simple quest for heroes might not seem very brave Well Spider-Man pyjamas or not, I'm not that bloody stupid Oh no, the garden gates just creaked the perimeter It has been breached, the bullies in the complex There's no place for us to hide So I fill my lungs with air and turn my shriek to supersonic Like a flash of lightning, mum is standing by my side The bully's eyes are welling up, he's trying not to cry he Says, honest mate, I wasn't gonna harm ya From behind mum's legs I twist my ears, blow raspberries and pull faces Another evil vanquished by my Spider-Man pyjamas Thank you. 
Those little boys moving on We don't stay little boys for long The pyjamas they are fading and they're getting pretty tight They're squeezing all my bits in and becoming quite restrictive So much so that I can no longer sleep in them at night it's time for one more mission as I sum up all my powers Master of the universe, never holding back I'll run and jump with all my might but my trajectory's not right And as I land like a sack of spuds I felt something snap Lying crying in a heap, my superhero day's complete Dad picks me up and puts me in the car And as he wraps my foot in ice I begin to realise My spidey senses tell me now what heroes really are like me do you reminisce the memories you were given And all the things once priceless soon to be discarded We must never fear, cause somewhere in the streets near here There's another budding hero in his Spider-Man pyjamas Absolutely brilliant. I love that track. Do you love that track? I do, yeah. 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 Does it bring back memories for you? Can yes, you picture the, yourself? Oh, absolutely. I remember the time I, I jumped over. The, we, we, the house used to back onto the school playing field and we jumped over the, um, used to jump over the sand pit and try and clear it. And I had a tendency to land badly and sprain my ankle. And um, yeah, there's a little bit of poetic license. Obviously, dad didn't need to pick me up and put me in the car because it was only about 50 yards from the house. But, um, <laughs> you know. It it rhymes, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, it brings back nostalgia and memories, and um, yeah, jumping off the garage roof. Sounding fantastic, yeah. Vince. Well, we're going to come back with your last track, which is your cover version. We'll be back after this. This is Radio Bath. So we're back as Richard Bovesan here until midday. Vince Bell is doing a live lounge. We're on to your cover track now, Vince. Tell us about it. Okay, so I'm going to do a song from the '70s. This is a song by the Stranglers. And it's called Golden Brain. Oh, so amazing. Um, if you haven't heard of this, then you're probably not really into music. But, um, <laughs> that maybe is a little bit overly critical, but yeah. So here we go. We'll give it a go. Acoustic version. Golden brown, texture like sun, lays me down With my mind she runs throughout the night No need to fight, never a frown with golden brown Every time, just like the last, on a ship Tied to the mast, two distant lands Take both my hands, never a frown With golden brown Golden brown, find a temptress Through the ages she's heading west From far away, never a day Never a frown with golden brown
Brown there. Vince Bell version. That again sounded amazing, Vince. Well done. Thank you. And there you're all done. Okay. We're going to come back with our quick fire round for Vince. Nobody gets away with not answering the quick fire questions. But Vince Bell here on Radio Bath doing a live lounge today. Made locally in Bath. This is Radio Bath. So it's Richard Bovazan. We've had Vince Bell on Live Lounge today. How have you enjoyed it, Vince? Oh, it's been fantastic. Thanks for having me along, Richard. Really enjoyed it. My pleasure. You've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, we're on to the quick fire rounds. These are 11 questions. You don't know what these questions are. How do you feel about this quick fire round? Fire away. You fire yeah, away, indeed. Right. Life is full of difficult questions and or difficult answers, actually. Yeah, none it's of easy these are difficult. answers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the questions are very easy. The yeah, answers yeah. are always the challenging part. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll find out what happens. Try not to lie. <laughs> everybody will know the truth. Right, first question. You do know this one because everybody knows this question. What is your favourite ice cream? Vanilla. Vanilla. Any particular type of vanilla? Not really, as long as it's just good quality with the little black bits of vanilla pod in it, you know. Very good. What's your thoughts on Neapolitan ice cream then, with vanilla in? I don't know. I do. I just not much really. No, the no. the strawberry, the chocolate, and the it's yeah. never good quality. Yeah. Yeah. A good quality vanilla. Fair enough. Are you tidy or messy? Somewhere in between. Somewhere. What say. would what would your partner say? She'd say I'm tidier than her. I'd hope. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. a tidy-ish but person. She might disagree with that, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We, no, I don't know. We get on with Mister and Misses. <laughs> no doubt you will find out at some point. Uh, love or hate roller coasters? Uh, I'd probably say I love them more than hate them. They're good fun, aren't they? They are good bit fun. It's scary if you get a really good one. Yeah. Do yeah. You, when was the last time you were on a roller coaster? I was probably went on Stag Weekend in Blackpool and went on the, the Pepsi Max. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I haven't been on that for a long, long time. Probably 40 years, actually. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I need to get back up there again. You need to get back on it. I do. I go to I go to quite a lot of theme parks, yeah. but I just haven't been to Blackpool for a long, yeah. long time. For actually, yeah. I've been there for dancing purposes, but not for actually for riding on the roller coaster. Okay, so yeah. I will, yeah. I will get back up there. But I love roller coasters. Fantastic. Right, here's a deep one for you then. Do you hang your toilet roll over the front or round the back? I don't even have a toilet roll. Holder. Okay. It sits on the back of the system at the moment. <laughs> we, we've, we've been in our new house for almost two years, and it's one of the things we haven't got around to yet is putting toilet roll holders up. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, is that a job then that you you need to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. get around to it. Yeah. it. It'll be done at some point, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Right? Do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or from the cupboard? Cupboard. C- 
cupboard. Why the cupboard? Just don't put it in the fridge. You've never thought about it before, have you? <laughs> no. I could see in your yeah. eyes. You're like, why would anybody? Th why, why? Why are we asking about chocolate from the fridge? Yeah, I'm not a real chocolate lover. Are you not? No. Oh, fair no. enough. No. So I've got no toilet roll holders. I don't like chocolate. It's not going very well, is it? <laughs> Let, let's find out. Do you make your bed in the morning? Yes, I do. Most mornings. Okay. Uh, certainly during the week. Um, I always think that, I, and I've got better. I wouldn't say every single morning, but most mornings I've got better. I think it's time that you get to a point where you do need a routine in the morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm a great believer of it. So it's get up and do something. It's too easy to reach for this artificial stimuli and that sort of thing. So I think you need to get up. So I've got a bit of a routine and it does include making the bed, um, which doesn't say much. But, you know, it's not something you always necessarily need to do. It isn't, but it's from a psychological perspective, it's an essential thing to do. Yeah. It really is. The follow-up question to that is always, do you have any cushions on your bed? No. You don't? Ah. No, just pillows. Just pillows. As in you've got the normal pillows, but no extra cushions. No. Genuinely a man after my own heart. That's right, all I'm right. saying at this point. So It just seemed completely pointless. I, I couldn't agree more. We have six cushions on our bed, yeah. which I have the pleasure of yeah. making every morning. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, they are pointless. Yeah. 100% agree. You've gone yeah. up in my estimation. Yeah. Uh, what is your favourite breakfast? Oh, well, I don't usually have breakfast a lot, but if I had to choose, what would be my favourite type of breakfast? I, I like something occasionally like, um, you know, a nice bit of sourdough with some hummus guacamole, a bit of chilli, sometimes some beans, something a bit more Mexican-y, that sort of thing. I mean, we could say you can't beat a good traditional cooked english breakfast it has yeah. its place but it, i wouldn't say it's my favorite something a bit healthier if you like yeah that's one of my favorite answers ever if i'm honest is it yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. nice sourdough and hummus. yeah yeah generally feeling quite hungry now yeah it's lovely isn't it yeah. you, I, I like these sort of breakfasts that, that you you're not hungry after two hours but they actually fill you up yeah you know? so yeah Absolutely. Yeah. What a lovely answer that is. Yeah. Now, it's always a pressure one, this next question, especially for live lounge people. OK, and that is, if you had to, what is your go to karaoke song? I reckon the one I like doing, if you've, you know, had a few drinks, I always like to sing Pearl Jam Black. OK. Yeah, that would be my go to because you can let rip on that, you know. I'll be honest, I, I don't know that track. No. But okay. Pearl Jam and Black. Yeah. Okay. And the follow-up question is always, would you give us a quick burst now? You don't have to, but... Would I? Um, sheets of empty canvas on the sheets of grey. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Sounding absolutely brilliant, as you would expect. Right. What is your favourite TV programme or film? My favourite film ever. It probably isn't one that stands out, but there's always a few that are close together. I really like uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, classic yeah. film. Yeah. Favourite TV show? Yeah. Um, talking to somebody who didn't have a telly for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> not good, is it? Um, no, you Favourite TV show? Favourite TV show? What do I like? Back in the day then of... Uh, do you know, I think you've got to go at the moment, haven't you, really? It's difficult to say your favourite one ever. So okay. the favourite one at the moment, I do like watching the old um, 
Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortner. When they oh, do okay, fishing. go fishing. I think that's great. Yeah. And they, you know, you like a bit of fishing. I, I like believe, a bit of fishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not very often I go, but it's nice to get out. It's good for the good for the head. You know, it is. I'm going to yeah. very quickly give you a terrifying story. Okay, of me as <laughs> this is why I don't go fishing. Apart from being a vegetarian, which I am. Okay, but um, the reason I don't go fishing now is that when I was about ten or so. Uh, I went out with my uncle, who was only seven years older, so he kind of brought me up as a mm. big brother more than anything else. And we went to uh, night fishing. And, um, and yeah, we went and did some fishing and stuff. And I was quite scared of crabs. Okay, So I was then sat in the back of his car, and he then turned around to me and threw what he said was a crab into my lap. Ended up just being a big stone. But at that point there, the panic in my head, it was pitch black, couldn't see anything. And I thought a crab was being thrown onto my lap. Haven't been fishing since. That was the end of your fishing career. That's it. The career that I was looking to do in fishing, gone, gone. So I've never forgotten it, as you can see. 40 years later, I'm still scared of crabs. Yeah, fortunately, I didn't have to endure any sort of trauma (laughs) like that. So, uh. (laughs) Right, we're going a bit deeper now, okay? So there's two questions to go then for you. Right, so if you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would it be and why? I'd probably be a magpie, I think. Oh, a magpie. It's my favourite bird. Okay. An extraordinary animal. Tell me more. Well, they're so intelligent. If anyone ever gets the opportunity to do so, and this might say mad, and there's nothing wrong with a bit of madness and a bit of weirdness. I thrive on the very concept. Um, if you're ever somewhere where there's a magpie in a tree above you, try talking to it. Okay. And watch its response. Right. And what, what generally would its response be? Well, on the several occasions where you just happen to be in that place, nearly always they start looking at you like this. You know, they tilt their head sideways. They're genuinely curious okay. as to what you're doing. And do you do the classic thing of good morning, Mr. Magpie, if you see more than one and all of that, no, gold might, and silver? and do the old salute, salute. when you see one. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just that sort of little bit of tradition. But, yeah, yeah. I think that's my favourite animal. They get a bad press, don't they, magpies? They and do. Maybe understandably to some extent, but, you know, they do what they do. Um, but they're just such a wonderful, intelligent, very beautiful bird, aren't they? A striking bird. They are. I'm yeah. trying to think, is it one for sorrow, two, two for, for gold? Two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret. Oh, oh he knows it as well. Yeah. Beautifully yeah. done. And your last question, Vince, thank you very much for coming in today. Where is your happy place? My happy place, if ultimate happy place, is probably Savanac Forest. Okay, yeah. where's that? So Savanac Forest is just... Uh, on the outskirts of Marlborough. Right. And uh, it's an ancient hunting forest. Uh, fortunately, it's not an ancient hunting forest anymore. I suppose there's some shooting and that goes on there. But it's open to the public permissibly. And uh, it's got some wonderful old trees in there. It's got oak trees up to a 1,000 years old. And uh, it's very popular. It's visited very much. I thoroughly recommend you go over there. If you, if you like a bit of what they call forest bathing, as they call it now, don't they? When you go in and put your mind in the forest. And, okay. Uh, you know, and, um, yeah, it's a wonderful place. It's probably, we had, to, funnily enough, we had this question the other week about my favourite place in England, and I've been all over the place walking, do a lot of walking and all that, and sometimes I just reside to the fact that, actually, I really like it around where I live, you know, the Marlborough Downs and Savanac Forest and all that. This so, whole area around here is just a beautiful part. I've lived yeah. in many parts of the UK, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not moving from here. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just yeah. a beautiful part yeah. of the world, it yeah. really is. wonderful.
Well, that's a lovely, happy place. Vince, thank you so much for coming into Radio Bath today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have, Richard, and thank you for having me along. No, yeah. it's been my absolute pleasure, and uh, no doubt we'll get you back in again yeah. another day. Hopefully, maybe you might bring in the Devizes track that you were talking about. Yeah, okay. We'll have a little play of that well, another time. if you invite me along again, that, that's a promise. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring that on, yeah. Thank you very much, Vince. Yeah. We'll see you again soon. Okay, thank you.